0: You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. Uh, please forgive us, amen. We're still learning about this, this technology story, so um, it's difficult, amen. It's not easy, it's difficult, but it's preparing us, hallelujah. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, some versions say, if indeed the spirit of God lives dwells in you and if anyone does not have the spirit of christ they do not belong to christ verses 10 but if christ is in you look at somebody and say if christ is in you or if christ dwells in you then even though your body is subject to death because of sin the spirit gives life because of righteousness hallelujah and if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead is living dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies hallelujah your mortal body is receiving life in the name of jesus amen some of you got it amen some of you never i said your mortal body is receiving life Some of you have been too lethargic and lazy. Amen. But today you're receiving life in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Let's look at our prayer topic for today. Uh we are on the fourth day of our fast. Amen. And it says the spirit of God dwell in us richly. Hallelujah. And it says the flesh cannot please God. Remember there is nothing good in your flesh. You must be spiritual. And you become spiritual when the Spirit of God resides inside of you. Your your spirituality is dependent on how much of your life is yielded to the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit everything in your life? Has 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 He taken full occupancy in your life or in just some areas of your life? Friend, allow Him today to have full control of your life so that you can become spiritual, one of the most important prayers that you can pray is that Christ dwell in you richly. Wow. Amazing. Won't you say amazing, amen? Amazing. So today we're looking at the scripture that says that Christ must dwell in us richly. And the scripture lets us understand that there is nothing good that is in our flesh there's nothing good in our flesh if you think that you can live by the flesh and be okay the scripture says there's nothing good that is in your flesh the scripture says if the spirit of God dwells in you richly if the spirit of God dwells in you richly the Bible says that you it, it will vitalize you will energize your mortal bodies amen he will energize so what is the scripture actually saying? The scripture is letting us understand that if Christ is in us, even though our body, or if the spirit of God that is in us, even though our body is subject to death, subject to decaying, subject to no life. And some of us, our spiritual lives are exactly that, subject to decay. Your spiritual life is extremely dead. You don't pray, you don't read your Bible, you don't fast. You don't listen to worship. You don't listen to preaching. You do nothing. Your spiritual life is completely dead. There's nothing good that comes out, even when it's time to pray, or somebody you don't even know how to pray. Because your spiritual life is dead, even though you are church goer. Yes, it doesn't mean that you are spiritual because you come to church. Yes, I was reading something in Colossians. Was it no? Thessalonians, he says that don't let anybody judge you based on which days to observe and which days not to observe. And then he goes on to say, Don't let anybody judge you for people that say they, they, they minister and they see angels and they see things in the spirit, and you know, you know, people are I saw in the spirits. And you're wondering to yourself, when are you going to see in the spirit? And even those that see in the spirit are unspiritual. Because your ability to see the Spirit doesn't mean that you are spiritual. It just means that God has opened your eyes to a realm that is above you. It doesn't mean that you are spiritual. Because I see people that see in the Spirit and after they see in the Spirit, they do something else. Oh. You see, because it's not about I see in the Spirit. Yes, it's about your spiritual life. God is interested in correcting your spiritual life. Mm, you don't like me today. It seems like you're in another meeting, not in this meeting. Yes. Yeah, so God wants to correct our spiritual lives because we're way too carnal. Our carnality is—you know—when you have you ever seen somebody drunk, and when they're drunk, you can smell the alcohol coming out of them. It's like they can be at a distance. It's like alcohol's coming through their pores. You've never never had that. I've seen that. Someone don't even have to be close to me. But you can like sense like alcohol is coming. They didn't even talk. But you can smell the alcohol coming through them. They say the alcohol is coming through your pores. Yeah, My mother, she, she's not like that. She was like that. Day. The alcohol, you, you don't even need to be around. Alcohol will come through her pores. I uh, knew that. Hey, that's what this one, yeah. They drunk. You don't even need to say anything, yeah. And that's what happens with your carnality. Your corner life is such like that. The corner life is such that when we come around you, it's like we don't even have to hear what you have to say, but we can sense that you are corner because you are not spiritual. You, you understand what I'm trying to say? Is that everything that's around you, when we come into your house, we can sense that there's carnality. You were playing secular music. And it's only spiritual people that will be able to understand this. Now I want you to understand that I, I think you were praying this morning with the WhatsApp group. You said, Lord, give us a discernment of spirit. Yes, a discernment of spirit is that you don't even have to tell me that you were sinning last night. Yes, you don't have to say, you don't, have to, you don't even have to mention it because your carnality, it breeds it. That the discernment of spirit is so sensitive that we can say and as for you, You did something wrong. But you you don't have to come out right and say, Pastor, I did something wrong. The spirit of discernment, sorry, not spirit of discernment, discernment of spirits. We can pick up a spirit that is not like God. Why? Because you recognize that I'm a spiritual person and in this environment I feel that it's so unspiritual without them telling me that it's an unspiritual environment. Because you are so deep in the spirit, you're so connected to God. The Bible says when Jesus was preaching, he knew their thoughts, he discerned what was in their hearts. Even though they never tell him that this is what I'm thinking, he discerned it. They said, who is this man? They never say it with their mouth, but the scripture says he discerned what was in their hearts. So there are people that can discern your carnality and the thoughts that you are thinking towards them without you saying something to them. And you, I, I never say that then. But your heart said it. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus discerned your their thoughts, your hearts. It's like Jesus was looking, like he was practicing some kind of magic because he knew what they were thinking before they even said it out of their mouth. Kala What level was Jesus on? That he could discern and know what they were thinking before they said it. Yes. I want that kind of level yeah. that as you come to me and you lie to me the Spirit of the Lord says you lie <laughs> You better tell the truth now. That's why the scripture says in the book of Acts chapter 5, Peter and them were spiritual. You must understand that when Ananias and Sapphira came and they deceived them, they brought the half of the offering, not the full offering, and they presented it to them. He says, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? How did they know that they were lying? Because they weren't there when the transaction was done. They weren't there when the money exchanged. But the Spirit, because he was spiritual, he discerned that they were lying. And he says, you do not fear God that you would lie to the Holy Ghost. And he died. And then his wife went to also go make a transaction to sell land. And she comes. Because I her, her husband probably had a decision in their mind. This is how much we're going to tell them that we made. And she comes and she got the profit from it. And then she comes and she lays it. He says, you don't fear God like your husband. You, you're not scared of God. The same men that carried your husband are the same men that are going to carry your body. And she died instantly and the men carried her body out. New Testament. Not Old Covenant, New Covenant. Because they lied. So what happened? How did the apostles know? By the Spirit of God. Yes. Yes. Remember when the when the lady when the lady was following them and said these men are men of God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit today, right? Dwelling richly in you. These men are men of God. These men are men of God. But the the the, the I think it was Simon the sorcerer, but operated under another demonic spirit, a familiar spirit, and they rebuked her. How do they know that that was another spirit working and not the spirit of Christ? Because this person was saying that these men are men of God. Because it's not everybody that says these men are men of God And everybody that says Jesus is actually of God Or is actually worshipping God Some of them are saying it under a religious spirit But a demonic and a familiar, a spirit And they are uttering such words And you think that everybody sitting in church is holy You don't know, maybe there's a witch sitting in church and we don't even know Oh, look at your neighbor and ask, are you that witch? Are you that rich? Are you that rich? Amen. So, what level were they operating under that they could discern? It meant that Christ, it meant that the Holy Spirit was dwelling in them richly. It meant that their lives, like we said last night, That their lives were so consumed with the Holy Spirit that everything about them breathed the Holy Ghost. When they they sat together, they sang spiritual songs. Not us when we sit together, we talk about other people. Oh yes. When they sat together, they they watched spiritual movies. Not like us where we're watching pornography. Oh yes. And we're watching people killing each other They listened to spiritual stuff They did spiritual things The God's generals When you hear them When you read the, the book God's generals You see there's a level that Captain Kuhlman entered in That we somehow say Look at Captain Kuhlman I want that But you are not prepared to pay the price To become spiritual But you want what Captain Kuhlman once had You'll get nothing You'll be saying it until you're old. I want the anointing of Catherine Kuhlman. I want the anointing. I feel like I got. Oh, even I feel like I got the anointing of Catherine Kuhlman, but you're unspiritual. Christ is not dwelling in you richly. Christ is not dwelling. He has not consumed your life. Oh, I want the anointing of uh, Benny Hinn. I feel like I got the anointing got nothing to do with feelings. Spirituality got nothing to do with, based on how you feel on your flesh. Oh yes, I'm a prophet. I feel like God has called me as a prophet. I feel like God has called me as an apostle. I feel like God has called me, I'm an apostle. It's not about how you feel. Your feeling got little to do with what God will do in your life. Oh, yes. You feel like God has called you as an apostle, but you are not teachable. Yes. You feel like God has called you as a, as a pastor, but you don't love people. Hey, I tell you something our carnality comes out of us. And the church now is built on how we feel rather than the spirit rather than the spirit. And Moses said to God, I will not go unless your glory goes before me. Unless your spirit goes first. But what we're doing, we are going first. And we're saying glory follow after. So I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying to them, even when it comes to your relationships and stuff, you choose first before God gives you the go ahead. And then when you are in it, you expect God to give you the blessing, right? Yeah, so you, you, what you did, you went before him and then expected him to bless something that he did not give you. So that's how the church goes. The church goes before God, and then in a certain moment, in a certain environment, we expect God's blessing to come. But God says, I never say do that. Why did you do that? I never say do uh, go there? Why did you go there? So then we go to a place without consulting the Holy Spirit. It's because the Holy Spirit is not dwelling in us richly Yes, he becomes a second thought. He becomes an afterthought. He becomes something that is just like, by the way. Benny wrote a book. It's called "Good Morning Holy Spirit," where he talks to the Holy Spirit and he says, "Good morning," and he welcomes him in when you look at her life she says that he's my everything he's not my something he's not my by the way he's my everything talking about the person of the Holy Spirit the scripture says did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you first believed some of them says we did not even hear That there was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why, when was it the day before? Yeah, day before, we prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come on people. And people spoke in tongues. Why? Because this is necessary for the life of the believer to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can dwell in you. But there are many wrong things dwelling in you. Know you not Corinthians that your body is a temple of God and the spirit of God what? Dwells. Dwells in you. The Bible says that if the spirit of God doesn't dwell in you, you don't belong to Christ. Let's go back to the scripture. Romans chapter 8. I want to read it again for you. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And you know what? If you got the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you now, the Holy Spirit will tell you to put your cigarettes away. If you got the Holy Ghost living on, you, you, as you say, I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me, you would delete some of your WhatsApp chats and block some people. If you say you have the Holy Spirit, I don't think you guys are here. I think you're somewhere else, man. You, You feel the, yeah, Keisha? I imagine. What, what did you say extremely intense yes is that if you have the holy spirit because the funny thing about the holy spirit that you have you can see what's happening in everybody else's life but you can't see the carnality that's happening in your own life but you have the holy ghost and the holy ghost and you it's an indication for me when i see that it's an indication according to this verse is that you do not belong to christ Okay, let's go there, right? Mando si breke de Evaratusha. Verses 9, right? You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. You don't dwell where? In the realm of the flesh. You don't dwell in your carnality, you dwell in the spirit. help me show them Lord I don't know how much more we could emphasize and we could stress that a believer's life is not a life of carnality that the believer's life is not a life of the realm of the flesh Some of you, genuinely, I'm telling you now, you have to make some adjustments in your life. Especially if you want to live a spiritual life. This year is for us a year of spirituality and church growth. But we're focusing now on spirituality. If we do, and if we are going to live a spiritual life, there has to be some adjustments in your life. There has to be some adjustments to the people that you hang around with that are not spiritual, that influence you in an ungodly way. There has to be some adjustments to the music that you listen to and to what you feed yourself. If you feed yourself with Facebook and social media throughout the day, you're not going to become spiritual. Even though you are listening to some pre even though you are listening to some motivational speakers or some preachers why it's because your salvation your walk with god your relationship with god your journey sister melissa on becoming spiritual it's between you and the lord and your intimacy with god so it means that you must spend time you must develop a quiet time Away from social media. Away from uh, all these things that are distractions. Me and God. And then you are on your journey to becoming spiritual. There's somebody here tonight. You are extremely angry about something. You're extremely angry about something. The Lord is saying to me to tell you tonight to let that thing go. Don't allow that anger to consume you. And don't allow that anger to interfere with how you relate to people. If you are here and you are that person that is angry, please, I want you to come on and pray with me. Don't be so worry about people watching.